Continue to worship his name in this time together. Welcome to New Beginnings, church. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time of worship together, Lord. We give you all the praise and honor, Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Yes. Yes. Sing us out. Thank you. 
champion of heaven and that's such a powerful statement church we could say that we are co-heirs with the champion of heaven heavenly father thank you lord for being that champion for us lord that you made a way champion of heaven you made a way for all to enter in, Lord. Let us be in that moment with you now, Lord, as we surrender ourselves to you, Jesus, to be in your presence. As you've called us to be your sons and daughters, Lord, so we can make our way in with you. 
So, Lord, you've made a way for all to enter in, Lord, but there are some people, Lord, that haven't done that yet. Oh, we want to do that this morning. We want to be with you, Lord. And so as we sing this song, church, will you just take that first step toward that, making that decision? Because let the Lord work in your life as we sing. This song is called More Like Jesus. It's a, it teaches us to surrender ourselves into the will of God and saying, Lord, if more of you means less of me, Lord, take everything. Sing this with me and with us as a, a prayer of surrender. I surrender it to you, Lord. You came to the world you created, trading a crown for a cross. You willingly died. Your innocent life paid the cost. And counting your status as nothing, the King of all kings came to serve, washing my feet and covering me with your love. If more of you means less of me take everything yes all of you is all I need take everything thank you Lord you are my life you are my life and my treasure that's right the one that I can't live without come on you read your feet my desires and dreams I lay down sing that again you are my life oh yeah you are my life and my treasure come on the one that I can't live without you read your feet
Lord. We say it with fervor in our spirits. If more of you means less of me, take it all. So Lord, release, we release that to you, Lord. Whatever is holding us back, Lord, of just really being in line, Lord, with your call and your will in our lives. Lord, we are our own worst enemy. And so, Father, I pray, just as the song says, Lord, Father, I pray, make me more like Jesus. Let's sing that chorus one more time, church. If more of you means that, come on, take every, every man, every woman, come on, if, every child, come on, take every, we're going to sing it again, if more of you, if more of you means less of me, take every day, yes, all of you is all I need take every day thank you Jesus oh Father God we come before you Lord just so in awe of your presence God we ask that you like the song says take it God take everything the anger, take, take the hurt, take the loss, and take these ashes, God, and make them into something beautiful, Lord, because we know that's what you do, God. We've seen you do it before, and we know you can do it again in our lives, in the lives of our neighbors, of our friends, our family, God, in the city of Albuquerque, Lord, take everything, God. Pray for first responders, God, for our government here in Albuquerque, Lord, I pray that you be with them, God, with all the things that are always happening here, Lord. I pray that you teach us as a church to be a people of compassion, God, a people who know that love conquers all, God, that your love can change the world. Thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you do. Thank you for meeting us here this morning. It's in your precious and holy name we pray, God. Jesus. Amen. Amen, church. Why don't we give God a big round of praise? Come on. Church, let's take one moment real quick to greet one another as we wrap up worship this morning. Good morning, my family. Morning. Good beginnings. Welcome. Welcome to service. We want to welcome those watching from home as well. We want to uh, greet them as well and show them our love. And, and you know, uh, we can't pass this moment up without remembering our brothers and our sisters up north. And we keep, mm-hmm. keep praying for them up in north in Las Vegas. I know 
a lot of us, um, I don't know, I know for us that use our voices as a living, we feel the smoke in the air. I can't imagine what they're going through up north. And we continue to pray for them. And as Brother David as well uh, kind of just mentioned, uh, our, our first responders and our first responders up there and all the help that they're receiving, we continue to lift them up in prayer and please continue to pray for them. Uh, down south also in, in Roswell, in that area, there's, there's, they're still just kind of dealing with a lot of that. And, of course, this is just fire season in New Mexico. It just seems really, it's, it's can, it, it just seems really this year's has been one of the worst ones we've had in quite some time. And so continue to pray for us down south uh, because uh, in Roswell is where our church camp is. Mm-hmm. And so our church camp isn't too far away. Actually, we, we want to talk about that, it, of course, with other events. But continue to pray for our brothers and our sisters up north in Las Vegas and uh, Mora and Chacon and all that area. We have a lot of people that tune in from that area, and we continue to pray for you. If you're tuning in, God bless you, our brothers and our sisters. We continue to pray for you. Um, Brother David, tell us what's going on, my brother. Man, we got so many things happening at New Beginnings right now. And one of the things that actually just passed is at 1015 today, we had a parent meeting for camp and IYC. Uh, Those of you who are interested in maybe sending your kids or maybe sponsoring some children, helping us get our kids to camp in the International Youth Convention. So even though that did pass, I want to just remind you guys about those events. Camp is coming up quick, June 20th through the 24th. International Youth Convention is that following week. And so if you have any more questions about that, if you missed the the interest meeting we had in between services, uh, by all means, reach out to me. Uh, Pastor Mike can even answer some of the questions that you may have about that. And so, again, uh, as a reminder, those events are coming up, and we are so excited about that. Please reach out to us if you have any questions about fundraising, uh, worries about finances, or just any questions about, like, hey, is it really just a one-week break from kids? What are they going to be doing, you know? Like, whatever questions you may have, we want to answer them. So, again, uh, Camp and IYC International Youth Convention are coming up real soon. They're just, like, like a month and a half away, man. So really excited about that, yeah. I thought it, I, I, it feels like we were just beginning the planning stages about a year and a half ago for International Youth Convention, and yeah. it just snuck up on us. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, church, if you have young people in your lives, if you have children from the ages of sixth grade on up till all the way till even past college age, I encourage you to connect them with Brother David because, and if you don't have his information yet, please connect with him. Because he needs your email address. If, if you didn't get the notification on, let's say, for instance, today's meeting, he's been sending out mass emails to the parents of our youth group. And so if you're not a part of that, we want you to stay connected because he's been sending out the emails. And, and so your children should have been receiving some of those emails. So please stay connected with Brother David. Uh, that way you can have that without that third person in the middle, that middle guy, that, you know, that, that our kids never – you know how our kids always gave us a, hey, mom, I have a project due tomorrow. <laughs> hey, dad, I need, uh, we have a bake sale tomorrow. And there you are going to Walmart, right? Those are the kids, right? <laughs> Get with this guy. Give him your email address because he wants to send you all of that information, okay? Uh, but church, some exciting things going on in this city this coming week. Thursday is going to be National Day of Prayer, okay? <laughs> Amen. Now, I know that. Without a doubt, I know for a fact, Jack, that this church is a praying church. Mm -hmm. I know we are a praying church. And so every day is a prayer day for us. But it's that day where the church, capital C, 
collectively around the entire world commune, communes together at one time, right? And we say, we're all going to do this together. And we're going to exalt the Lord. This year's theme is exalt the Lord. And here in Albuquerque, New Beginnings has partnered with New Mexico Praise for the last few years to, to host this prayer rally downtown at the Civic Plaza beginning from 1130 to 1. So I invite you, if you're off that day, if you have a chance and you're just like, you know, I have a couple of hours to burn, or maybe you work in the downtown area and you say, my lunch hour is at 12 o'clock. Well, guess what? Worship begins at 1130. And then, because we have a huge worship team made up of worship team members from around the city, because, of course, New Beginnings partners with churches from around the entire city and the state to represent the Lord. And we're going to have worship beginning at 1130, and the prayer rally begins at 12. And we're going to be gathering with a few other thousand believers every year uh, that we've been doing this to pray over our government officials, over our first responders, of course, to include firefighters, EMTs, law enforcement, security. And so if you guys please join us in that fight, that would be awesome if you could join us in that. It would be amazing to have you with us. Absolutely. It's going to be a fantastic, fantastic event this Thursday, also Cinco de Mayo, for those of you guys who are into that. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo. Um, no special and, communion that day. <laughs> no special communion. Um, but church, also, Mother's Day is coming up. Um, yeah, I uh, may or may not have gotten a card last week because I don't remember when it is. So I have one. Just If it happens to be right now, then oops, I don't think it's right now, though. But we actually have a Mother's Day Sisterhood Potluck Brunch uh, this Saturday, the 7th, at 10 a.m. It's going to be here at New Beginnings Church. You guys know where it is, yeah? Yeah, New Beginnings Church uh, here Saturday Saturday at 10 a.m. It's going to be a fantastic time for all you ladies, all you mothers to come and just fellowship together, have some good food, hear a good word. And, man, Sisterhood has really been on it lately. I'm so excited to see Pastor Cindy's really doing an amazing job at just bringing in the sisters, you know, of the body of Christ. And it's not older ladies. It's not just for the younger ones. It's for our community, for all women here in, at New Beginnings. And it's also the type of stuff that you can invite your friends to. Become a person of invitation, which we're inviting people to these events and bringing them into the church uh, one way or another. So church, just wanted to remind you about that. Again, that's going to be Saturday, May 7th at 10 a.m. here at the church with guest speaker, Pastor Cindy Mansfield. And we're very excited about that. That's right. Women of all ages, so don't be surprised if Brother David, myself, or Pastor Richard, who have keys to this place, might sneak in because when it comes a potluck style, and y'all can cook. Yeah. <laughs> y'all get down. Yes, sir. So we want to make sure that you guys, make, because, man, Sister Cindy and her team and her leadership team and the sisterhood have just been on fire. Mm-hmm. You guys have been doing an amazing, amazing job. So thank you to them for what they're doing, and thank you for the ladies who have been participating as well. And, of course, thank you, church, for what you're doing in that, for A1 participating in that, right, and continuing the support of of our leadership and striving to, to maintain the vision of the church, which is to reach up, reach in, and reach out to our community. And then second, for your faithfulness in doing that, because these types of events wouldn't happen with what you're doing in the daily life of New Beginnings. We wouldn't be able to do it without you and your faithfulness and your giving and your faithfulness and your tithing and your donations. So thank you for doing that. And you can continue that. And if you want to continue to be a part of what we're doing here at New Beginnings and what we're doing in this community, 
and how we even keep the lights on and how we do things for sisterhood and how we do things for, for the youth and how we do things for the children. You can partner with us by giving uh, at New Beginnings and NBCABQ.com, right? Just NBCABQ.com .com at there electronically on our app via text message, or you can do it at one of our tithing stations here, at, here in the sanctuary. Okay? But we thank you so much for your giving. And now, church, today, Pastor Richard kicks off a brand new sermon series that's very uncomfortable for us. So get ready. Pastor Richard, why don't we call him up? Absolutely. Pastor Richard, welcome to the pulpit, my brother. Hey, guys, I want to let you all know that uh, sisterhood's doing awesome, but guess what? Brotherhood is having a rally this Friday. We're having a men's rally here at the church. It starts at 5 o'clock with hamburgers and hot dogs. They're for free. And then at 6.30, we're going to have a preaching and a whole worship team and just a gathering time. And a very dear friend of mine, and he's a minister, as well as a weatherman, Steve Stucker, is going to be our speaker. And Steve is going to be here, and he's going to preach Friday night. So, guys, I encourage you guys to come out. Ladies, uh, encourage your husband to come out. Guys, for those of you that were here on Wednesday, Pastor Eddie preached an amazing sermon. Thank you for covering the pulpit for us, brother. Thank you so much. want to let you know, for those of you that become uh, Christians, we have a new class called a New Be- Believers class that uh, takes place at 1030 Um so it's right before this in room 106. And it just kind of acclimates you to the church, lets you know who we are, what we're about, and uh, and just kind of goes over everything that you've been uh, believing in. And uh, I encourage you to take part of that class. Also want to let you know, there's a, a few other events that I want to let you know about. This seminar that we've been talking about, The Beautiful Gospel, there's a table set up today. Uh, they just informed me that there's some scholarships available. So if you're tight on money but you really want to go, talk to them because they have some scholarships available so you can attend that uh, amazing seminar. And uh, we want, really want to remind you of that. And the last thing I want to say is that today at 12 noon, we're still going to be in here, but under his construction just finished moving into a brand new facility. It's right on Central Boulevard, right next to the uh, Highland Theater. So it's a big old three-story building that they used to have antiques and all that. That's now their thrift store, their training center, and they're they're cutting the ribbon at 12 noon. They're going to have uh, hamburgers and stuff, and uh, they're hoping you will go by. I know I'm going to go by to just uh, pray with them and, and wish them well, but uh, we hope you'll do that. The last thing I want to let you know is we have a team that we're forming that are going into the women's prison. And they're going to be going in there not this Saturday. Is it the 14th? On on May the 14th, we have a team that's going to be going over to, to grants to the women's prison. And we need more people to go. So please talk to Renee Maya's after service, uh, we really want to encourage you to become a part of that team, to be able to go. She'll give you all the specifics. So she'll be out in the mall area 
underneath the big canopy that says the Lobos on there. She'll meet you there after service and uh, to say, hey, I'd like to go to the women's prison and, uh, and that way to minister because we're short of a few people. We need a, a bigger team to go, and we hope you'll be a part of that. All right, guys, let's get into the Word. I am starting a new sermon series. I, I took a couple weeks off to just spend some time with God. I, I even had the opportunity to go to a, a prayer meeting out in California for two and a half days of just seeking the face of God. And, uh, and in that time, God was really ministering to me and really convicting me and saying, he, he kept saying boundaries. And I go, boundaries? He goes, yeah, boundaries. You need to set better boundaries. I go, leave me alone. And then... Uh, <laughs> Has God ever talked to you and you're like, why are you budding in my life? And, and he said, Richard, your, your boundaries are really out of, out of kilt again. And, and so I was doing this study on boundaries and I, and I realized it's not just for me. It's for all of us. Life is so fast nowadays. Look, there's so many things that overload our life today. Just activities. It's not just about being young parents with young kids, grandparents running, being a taxi service, running kids here and there, parents that have, that have one kid in, 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 in the middle school age football and the other one in the elementary age football and they have to be at two games at the same time and they're running kids to, to dance class and to gym, gymnastics and Baseball and football and basketball. and Oh, my gosh. Parents are going crazy. Then the workload today. Work is overwhelming. It's just so much of it. Even if you're working from home, it's like, goodness gracious. It's just taxing. And then we live in the information just world of technology. I mean, do you realize that Americans sleep two hours less now than we did uh, 100 years ago, even just 50 years ago. So if you used to get an eight hours of sleep, now you only get six. If you got seven hours of sleep, now you got five and you do the math. And, and, and we have all this information coming at us. Some of you right now are on your phone texting to see if what I just said is real. Do we really? You're, do we? It's like you're, you're checking your phone everywhere. Did someone like my tag that they, they, oh my gosh, what's wrong with us? And then with choices, we have so many choices today. Choice about this, choice about that, choice about this, choice about that. It's like, man, look, I, I had never gone into, I think it's called Wingstop where I went. Anyway, it, it, it's down the road and they sell chicken wings there. And I had heard it was good. I'd never been in there. And I went in there and the menu is like, a thousand choices. Oh my goodness. So I'm there looking at the menu and there's, sir, are you ready to order? I go, well, you know, it's my first time here. I'm, I'm getting acquainted. And, and I, I turned behind me and I'm like, holy cow, there's people. So I took a picture of the menu and I said, let me get out of line. And, and I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, man, choices, 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 choices. It's like, we have a lot of choices about a lot of stuff that overwhelms us sometimes. I, and then indebtedness, we get in debt. We spend money we don't have to buy things we don't need to impress people we don't even know. What's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? <coughs> then accessibility. It's like people can get a hold of you no matter where you are. 
Right now, some of you, they're texting you, hey, so where are we going to go to eat lunch? It's like Wingstop, okay? There you got it. So, but, but all kidding aside, it's like people could get a hold of you no matter when, where. It, it's like you can't even have time to rest your mind. And then changes. Change is not easy to deal with. And think of all the changes we're dealing with because of the pandemic. The pandemic came and man, we've never lived like this. We've never had to sanitize your hands. Sanitize, wear your mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. I want a mask. I get vaccinated. Don't get vaccinated. Oh, oh my gosh. It's crazy. And then worries. People are carrying burdens and worries that you shouldn't carry. The Bible says, cast your cares upon the Lord. It, people, some people don't just carry their worries. It's like, man, I, have to, I worry about my kids. I worry about my parents. I worry about my grandchildren. I worry about my neighbors. I, I, I just worry, worry, worry. Now I'm worried about the people up in, in Chacon and Chama and, 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 and up in Las Vegas. And I'm worried about the people in the other fires and there's six or seven fires going around our state. And oh, I'm worried. And, and then the pace of life. Life is so rapid nowadays. Life doesn't slow down. If you don't get out of the way, it'll run you right over. So because of all those things, I, I'm kicking off a sermon series called Healthy Boundaries. How to say, set some healthy boundaries in your life. Boundaries don't limit you. Boundaries set you free. They let you do the things you need to do without getting all stressed and worried. You know exactly where you're at, what lane you're in, and you do what you got to do. I want to talk about adding healthy boundaries in our life. In the book of Job, chapter 3, verse 20, uh, or verse 26, Job says, I have no peace, no quietness, I have no rest, only troubles come. Man, isn't that how you might feel? You don't have any kind of peace and quietness and rest and troubles, 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 troubles. So, Father, in Jesus' name, help us to really learn how to add some healthy boundaries to our lives. I pray in Christ's name, amen. You see, a boundary is that space between the load we carry and our limits. It's like we know what our limitations are and, and, and the load we carry, and so we set boundaries to not be able to exceed those things. You see, a, a boundary, it's, it's not using up every single minute of your life. It's leaving a, rever- a, a reserve for emergencies, for, for time for yourself, time with your family, time with your, your loved ones. It, it, it's, it's to really have resources stacked up in your life for the unexpected. So boundaries can really be a blessing. There's a scripture that's really convicting, I know to me, and probably to many of you, in the book of Exodus chapter uh, 23, verse 12. And it was part of the Ten Commandments, or it is part of the Ten Commandments. And, and Moses is talking to the people and says, you have six days each week for your ordinary work. But on the seventh day, you must stop working. Stop working. Rest. Take, it, take a break. This gives your ox and donkey a chance to rest. When I read that, I go, man, God's calling us an ox and a donkey. 
It gives us a chance to rest. And he says, and it allows your slaves, meaning your employees, and foreigners living among you to be refreshed. You see, God wants to refresh our life. He wants us to really exceed the kind of life we've been living. He says, I came to give life and give it abundantly. But man, some of us feel so exhausted and beat down and, and, and we're just out of control. You see, boundaries really help. The, the benefits of, of living with healthy boundaries is, is, first of all, you have a healthier mind. You could think clearer. You could think direct. It helps you and it directs you and it, and it guides you and it, and it keeps you focused. And, and man, sometimes we're so overwhelmed we can't even think. Haven't you ever been there? It's like, oh, my God, I can't think. There used to be a commercial way back in the day. It says, Calgon, take me away. You know, it's like, give me something to get out of this craziness. Well, when you have boundaries, you, you can do that. It also gives you a healthier body. You're able to take care of yourself. You're able to eat right. You're able to get rest you need. You're able to take things at a pace that is better for you and your family and your loved ones. It gives you healthier relationships. You're able to have time together to talk. It's like yesterday was a really, really long day for me. Um, I, I, I got here early in the morning. I got here about 8.30 uh, here at the church. And, and at 9 o'clock, people started getting here for a funeral I had. And then and there was an out-of-town burial. Anyway, by the time I got home last night, it was probably about uh, 7 o'clock and 7.30. And Cindy was at the sisterhood event. They had the canvas and coffee where they were painting and on and on. And so she didn't get home till close to nine. And I was working on my, finishing up my sermon and make a long story short, when she finally gets home, I'm like brain dead and I'm tired and I'm trying to finish up. And, and she goes, God, Richard, we haven't seen each other. It, it seems like in days and I haven't seen you all day. And I go, yeah, I know. And she goes, I want to talk. And I go, oh, well, there's my son, Ricky. Talk to him. You know, no, no, no. I didn't say that. Well, kind of, but not really. No, I was, I was still busy, but, but we were talking and just like, man, we, we hadn't even had time to connect. Sometimes we're so rapid and so out of bounds and out of, out of control that we don't even have healthy relationships. You don't spend the time that you should with your parents. I was talking to a lady this morning and, She's a widow, and I said, hey, have your kids been checking on you? They, do they visit you? And she says, hardly ever. And I said, I'm really sorry to hear that. I go, I remember when your husband was dying, they were all by his side, but they had never seen, came to visit him while he was alive. I go, don't you understand? Your parents aren't going to be here forever. Take time to spend with the people you love. Take time to have healthier relationships. You could do this with healthier boundaries. And, and you also have a healthier availability for God to use you. God wants to use us. But sometimes we're so busy, he, he can't even get a hold of us. He can't even get our attention. There's a song that I listen to at least once a month because it has to remind me of where I'm at. It, it's where am I with my walk with God. And it's by Larnell Harris. It came out like in 1983, maybe, something like that. A bunch of you weren't even born. But in that song, 
that says, I miss my time with you. Jesus is singing to us, and he says, I miss my time with you. Our moments together. He goes, I waited for you this morning in our old familiar place, but you didn't show up because you said, you, you said you're too busy, busy trying to serve me, but how can you serve me when your spirit's empty? Man, it's a real convicting song because sometimes I get so out of balance that, that man, I'm not getting filled with God's word and God's time and prayer and, and just spending time with him. It gives us a healthier relationship of spirituality. Some of us don't take any time at all. So I want to give you some steps how to live a healthier life with healthy boundaries in your life. And the very first thing we have to accept is accept the fact that you and I, we have, you have human limitations. Accept your limitations. Look, we've been sold a lie. People say, you can achieve anything you want. You can become anything you want. You know what? That's really not true. Some of you will never sing in Carnegie Hall. Some of you will never sing on this platform. Some of you... They don't even let you sing in the shower at home because you don't know how to sing. So you can't accomplish that. Some, it's like you could become the president. No, no, not really. Now, the last few presidents we've had are like, okay. But maybe anyone can become president. I don't know. But, but you see what I'm saying? Not everyone could be a senator or, or a mayor because you, you don't have some of those capacities you need. But this is what you're supposed to become, what God has intended you to be. He has a plan for your life. He knows your limitations. He knows your expectations. And he knows your, your, your abilities. And he's called you to do that which he has equipped you for. And that's what we have to do. We have to really align ourselves in such a manner to say, okay, I, I can't do everything but I can do a lot of things. And that which I can do, I'm going to do for the glory of God. In, in the book of Psalms 119 and verse 96, it says, even perfection has its limits, but your commands have no limit. But man, we've got to trust God, believe him for his perfection, not our perfection. In the book of Job chapter 14, verse in chapter 14, verse 5, it says, you have decided the length of our lives and you know many, you, you know how many months we will live and we will not be given a minute longer. If God knows all this, we need to trust him and say, God, because you know how long I'm going to be here and because you know my abilities and because you know my limitations, God, let me accept my limitations, so I won't try to do things I can't do, but I'll do the things that you have called me to do, to really carry that out, because that's what God wants of us. The second thing we need to do is ask yourself, you really need to ask yourself, what drives me to overload my life? What drives me to overload my life? Cindy was asking me that, because at that retreat I went to, it was a time of surrender. 
And there was about 60 leaders or so, maybe a, a sprinkled more than that, from all over the world. And there was a time of, of surrender and of repentance. And, and I was meeting with some pastors and I told them, guys, I really want you to pray for me because I feel like I've backslidden. And they said, what do you mean? What are you doing? I go, I used to always say yes to everything. People say, hey, we need you over here. Yes, we need you over here. Yes, we need you over here. Yes, I'll be here. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll do that. I'll do this. I'll do that. And I, I would never say no. And, and I finally started learning some boundaries in my life. And I learned how to say no. And I learned how to say, I can't do that right now. And I learned how to say, you know what? I've got somebody that can represent me, but they could do a wonderful job. And, I, and, and lately, I've been saying yes to everything again. I'm overloading my life. I don't know how to say no. And I told these pastors that I was with, I go, I, I want to surrender my agenda so I could do God's agenda and not mine. That I do what he wants me to do. That's hard for people like me that don't know how to say no. Some of you are in a mess right now because you never say no. Oh, that reminds me, hon. Yeah, I have to bake for tonight. The whole family's coming over. I forgot. Oh my gosh. It's like, you don't know how to say no. Oh, I told the kids I would help them on a project. And like Pastor Mike just said, they wait to the last minute and they whispered into your ear right now as I'm talking. Oh yeah, mom, you have to help me with the school project. It's due tomorrow at seven in the morning. And you're like, oh my gosh. All because you don't know how. Why do you overload your life? What is it that Cindy asked me, my wife suppose, was there someone in your life that demanded you to measure a certain thing? And every time you got there, they moved the carrot? Was there someone that, that drove you to that? Was it your dad or your mom or teachers or somebody? Who was it? I said, you know what? I, I don't know. I think it was just my poor self-esteem because my first language was Spanish. I didn't know English. And, and it was a mess. I'd be at school and I didn't, I, I didn't know how to communicate and, and they'd go, oh, you dumb Mexican. And then they heard my name was Mansfield, you dumb gringo. And I was like, forget <laughs> it, man. I didn't know where I fit. And, and, and because of that, it, I, I've, I've, I've driven myself to constantly, look, in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse eight, says this is a case of a man who is all alone without children or child or, or a brother yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. And then he asks himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It's all so meaningless and depressing. He's going, I don't even have a family and I'm killing myself. Don't you ever find yourself there? Like, what's wrong with me? Why, why am I doing this? Why am I so out of control? Why am I not getting it? Why am I not doing this? Or why am I adding so much to my life? You need to really have a, a long talk with the Lord and let him reveal those things to you. And then it leads me to the next thing is expect problems and delays. Expect problems and delays. Do you know that problems will come your way? Delays will come your way? It's part of life. 
Jesus said it this way in John chapter 16, verse 33. He says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. He goes, here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. He's saying, you're going to have problems. You better expect to have some problems. Now, don't sit there and go, when's the problem coming? When's the problem coming? Don't, don't, don't be like that. But in other words, know that problems will come. And some of, it's, some of the problems are because we don't have boundaries. We just do stuff without planning, without thinking, without working it through. I'm a spontaneous kind of guy. I'm that kind of guy that goes, okay, come on, guys, let's go, let's jump. And then they go, did you look? No. Man, look, one time I'll never forget, I got home and we, I don't know, maybe it was because the way I grew up as a kid, we didn't ever take vacations. We, if we went vacation, it was camping. We'd go to Mexico to visit grandma and grandpa and or no I didn't have a grandma but my grandpa and, and family so that was vacation it was never really like hey we're going to Grand Canyon or we're going to Disneyland or there was, was nothing like that and so Cindy goes we never do anything do we I go yeah we do a lot of things but no we never go anyplace I go hey well let's go up to Denver she goes that sounds like a fun that, that's when I go now she goes, what do you mean now? I go, yeah, like right now. She goes, like now, now? I go, yeah, now. Hurry up. Start packing. Come on, kids. We're going to. Ricky was probably like 10. Ashley was six. And, and I'm there. Hurry up. Let's go. We're leaving. And she goes, well, do we have a place to stay? Hi, Cindy. It's Denver. My gosh. It's a huge city. Of course, we'll have a place to stay. Well, this is before internet and all that, you know. And so, we're, so we take off to Denver. Well, how did I know it was rodeo week and every hotel in the city of Denver? We got to Denver in seven hours and for three and a half, almost four hours, we drove around hotel to hotel to hotel to be turned down. We're full, we're full, we're full. I went to the suburbs. I went to the suburbs of the suburbs. Man, finally at 1.30 in the morning, I find a hotel. I'm like, thank God we got a hotel so it was, and it was cold at this time. It was, I think it was during this time, like February or March. All I know is, so I had the car running to keep it warm, but I got Ashley out first, carried her to the hotel room, laid her down. I got my son, come on, son, let's go. And, and so he sees me, he sees, like, what's wrong with daddy? He left the door open. He shuts the door and he locks it. The car's running and he locks my door. By this time, it's 2 in the morning. I'm like, oh, come on, man. I couldn't get in my car for nothing, so I called AAA. AAA comes an hour and a half later. Finally, at 3.30 in the morning, I'm finally going into the hotel room to go to sleep. Because I didn't expect any problems. Denver has plenty of hotel rooms. Not all the time. We don't expect delays. We've got to understand. Look, look what it says in the, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 3. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions 
the simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences of not reserving a hotel room. <laughs> okay, it didn't say that in there, but I thought I'd just work it in there. Because some of you are the same. You guys have your stories. You're even thinking right now, ooh, I got beat that one, Pastor. I'm telling you, expect problems and delays. And that leads me to the next thing is, add some space in your agenda, in your schedule, for monkey wrenches. A monkey wrench is when something unexpected happens, a problem and, and delays that come your way. And you have your agenda. Look, I, I, look, there's three kinds of people. Those that get here early, okay? Wherever they go, they get there early. They go to church, they get there early. They get donuts and coffee because they get there early. Then there's some that get there right at 11 o'clock. And you get in the sanctuary right when the first downbeat of the music is, yeah, I got here on time. And then there's some of you that are barely walking in right now. Okay? You're always late. I was always that guy that was there right on time. At least if the meeting starts at 10, I'll be there right at 10. But sometimes I had an appointment from 9 to 10, and then I had to be across town at 10. How, how do you do that? It's like, hello, set your schedule right. I wouldn't always set my schedule right. Sometimes in the office, I have to tell them, leave me drive time. Because we don't allow room for traffic jams. How many of you have ever been running right at the nick of time, but you end up getting a flat tire? Oh man, or your or, or your gas light goes on. You need gasoline. You need gasoline. First, my light first it comes on, and then it goes. When it starts getting worse, it goes ding, 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 ding. And then I have a scream where the radio is, and that comes on and it says the nearest gas station is here. Push a button and I can find the nearest gas station. And then it finally goes, tonto, you didn't get gas, and you run out of gas. Some of you have the same car, don't you? Because you don't allow room for anything to go wrong. So you run out of gas, there's a traffic jam, there's a wreck, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late. And you're all stressed out just because you don't put some healthy boundaries in your life. You just try to cram everything in. In Psalm 127, verse 2, it says, it is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat. For God gives rest to his loved ones. Saying, man, you're all stressed out. I got to work, got to work, got to work. It's like, pace yourself, guys. Calm down. God will take care of you. Quit being so out of control. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 10, verse 15, it says, fools are so exhausted by a little work that they can't even find their way home. Man, haven't you ever been so exhausted? You're like... Man, 
you get to a stoplight and you fall asleep? Or you're going, where am I going anyway? It reminds me of those three sisters that live together and one goes, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in the bathtub and I'm going to take a bath. They go, okay. She puts one foot in the bathtub and she still has one foot out. And she goes, am I getting in the tub or getting out? The other one goes, oh my gosh, my sister's losing it. And she goes, man, I need to help her. And all of a sudden she goes, hey, I'm hungry. She gets a plate out of the cabinet and she walks over and she goes, oh, is this clean plate? Because I'm going to put it back in the cabinet or I'm going to use it now? The other one goes, oh my gosh, you two are ridiculous. She goes, thank God I'm not like my sisters. Knock on wood. Is that the front door or the back door? (laughs) They don't even know what's up or down. You find yourself like that, huh? And you're not even old. When you get older, you kind of understand that. But you're 19. You're like, you know, I really do that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because we are so out of control. We're, we're so tired because we don't set boundaries in our life. And it brings me to the next thing is that we've got to learn how to prune activities out of our schedule regularly. You've got to get these, 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 these things out of your life. Look, the reality is sometimes it's a one-time event. Sometimes... It, it's it's an ongoing event, and some events are like I don't need really need that in my life anymore, so I'm going to quit doing that. So, sometimes I definitely need to have this in my life, so you need to do that. You need to really be able to invest into your relationship. I need to spend some time with my mom and dad. I need to spend some time with my husband and wife. I need to spend some time with my son or daughter. I need to spend some time with my hobby or my habit, whatever I, I like doing. But, but you've got to set these boundaries that are healthy. And you need to look at your agenda. You look at your, your, your daytime or your, your schedule, whatever you use. Everything to me is in my phone. If it's not on my calendar, I literally don't even think about it. I look at my calendar and I see what, what's on there. I literally, I know I've said this before, but some people think you're kind of weird, but no, because I'm always going to go, I put on there, spend time with Cindy. One time Cindy goes, God, really? I'm, a, I'm an appointment in your life? I go, yeah, baby, because I'm so stupid. I say yes to everything. She goes, oh, well, put me down all, all you want. <laughs> but, but it's because I try to use my time wisely, but I also need to learn how to prune some stuff. Look, this is a season when you're pruning stuff. Well, it was really a few months ago. But when you were, some people had these beautiful trees and they cut down the, the branches almost to nothing. And you go, what's wrong with them? Look how much they, and by summertime, that tree is gorgeous, blooming and just blossoming and beautiful. People clip back the roses and they clip, clip, clip and they're clipping away and and they have these big old rose bushes and they chop them down and, and sometimes they still have buds on them but, and chop them anyway because you're even going to get better and more beautiful roses out of it or whatever it is you're growing. 
And you've got to understand there's a pruning process. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 6, it says, there's a time to search and a time to quit searching. He says, there's a time to keep and a time to throw away. So you need to look at your schedule and keep or get rid of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that every weight that is causing us to sin, every weight that slows us down, especially, he says, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. So what's that thing that trips you up? Let us run with endurance. He's saying, what's that thing that that messes you up because you haven't taken out of your life, you haven't pruned it out of your life? In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, he says, you say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for me. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. So it's saying just because it's okay, that doesn't mean you need to be doing it because it can really take you off course of the plan that God has for your life. So you need to really hold on to that. In the book of Joshua chapter 7, verse 13, it says, get up, command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow that we're gonna cross the, the, the Jordan River. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. He says, Hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. In other words, they had, they had gone and invaded some cities and they had taken these items that they were supposed to surrender to God, but it says, but they didn't surrender. So it says, you will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. See, some people had hidden some idols and some things that belonged to the Lord and they were holding on to them for themselves. What idols are you holding on to in your life? What things are you holding on to in your life that are tripping you up and are holding you back from doing the things you really need to do? God is saying, cut them out of your life. Prune them out of your life. Release them out of your life. Get them out of there. Because it's killing you. It's killing and hurting your marriage. It's hurting your relationship. It's hurting your relationship with your children, your siblings, your parents at work. It's hurting your relationships and it's hurting your life because you will not give up some of the things that God has so desperately been trying to remove from you. And he's saying it's time to do that. And I bring you to the last thing. We need to walk with Jesus and learn from him. We need to walk with Jesus and learn from him. We need to really believe that. We need to hold on to God's hand and trust him for the things he has laid up for us. In the book of Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, it says, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary That means exhausted and carry heavy burdens. You're overwhelmed and I will give you rest. He goes, 
take my yoke upon you. And then he says, and learn from me. Learn from me. I want to teach you. Learn from me because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. He's saying, don't you understand? Man, we need to take Jesus by the hand and say, Lord, hand in hand, I'm going to walk with you. It was a song we used to do way back 40 years ago when we started a church in the South Valley. It was in Spanish, and we say, Ando con mi Cristo por la mañana al despertar. Ando con mi Cristo por la tarde al descansar. Ando con mi Cristo en la noche a descansar, a dormir. That's a dry story. Pero mano a mano con mi Cristo yo quiero andar. Walking with my hand, with my, with my Jesus in the morning to wake up. Walking with my Jesus at noontime as I eat. Walking with my Jesus at night when I go to bed. Hand in hand with my Jesus. I want to live. That's how we need to live. Hand in hand with him. Trusting him. Leaning onto him. Believing him. And saying, God, I need this. I so desperately want you. Because God, my life is so out of control. I don't know how to say yes, or I don't know how to say no. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Life is driving me crazy. I'm just all over the place. I don't have time with my husband or my wife or my son or my daughter, or my brother, or my sister, my dad or my mom, my this. My dad. I don't know what's going on. I, it's because you have no boundaries. And God is saying today, don't you understand? Boundaries are going to set you free. They're going to let you live a free life because you're going to be able to say, no, I don't do that. You know what? God pruned that out of my life. Some of you have quit coming to church and you haven't come to church yet, yet you're at the casino and you're at the game and you're at this and you're at that, but, oh, I can't go to church. I don't want to get COVID. It's like, there's something wrong with that picture. Look, I know there's some people that have immune system problems. But I'm telling you, there's people that I see and they go, oh my gosh, I had the greatest time at the game. We went to United Soccer. Oh, good. I'm glad there were only 10 people there. 10,000. I went to the Isotopes. They had the largest attendance so far this year, 26,000. But I gotta be careful, gotta be careful. <laughs> you gotta get real. Put some boundaries in your life. Protect your life. Guard your life. Be real with God. Get completely real with God and say, God, I, I really need to get real with you. This is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing really good. Help me keep it. This is what I'm, where I'm out of control. Help me prune some things out of my life so I can get back in line with you. And some of you need Jesus to help you do that. You don't even have Jesus. And if you've never given your life to Jesus and you want to do that today, raise your hand and say, I want to surrender to Jesus. Anyone here today? Anyone? Praise God. Any, anyone else? 
Anyone else? Well, I just want to say praise the Lord. And I want to pray with you. So if you raise your hand, stand up so we can pray with you. It's the greatest decision you're making in your entire life. Would church, would, would everyone say this prayer to encourage those that are making that decision? Say, Heavenly Father, today I realize that without you, I live without boundaries. I need boundaries to keep me focused, to keep me right. Help me live according to your word. I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. And from this day forward, I want to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise God. Man, if you made that decision, can I give you a hug? Can you come up here so I could hug you and just say how good God is, how wonderful he is? say hallelujah would you stand to your feet because look some of us need to make some decisions today of what kind of boundaries are we going to put in our life what kind of boundaries are we going to establish in our life some of you need them as a husband and wife to reestablish and redirect your home I don't care if you've been married 50 years or 50 weeks as you're coming up to your next anniversary, you say, Let, let's, let's start over. Let's do this right. You've been parenting and you're going crazy. Say, look, let, let me do a re- redo. We're going to set some boundaries and have a family meeting and saying, I know we're making some changes and they might stress us out, but they're going to help us. You've got to make some decisions for your life. So if you want to do that, Make your way up to pray. Make your way up and lay it down. And say, man, I don't want to carry this anymore. Man, the song, I just love this song. It says, if all of you means less of me, then take everything. Man, just cry out to God with us, would you? And let God minister to you, either up here or where you are. Feel free to come up and ask for prayer. There's people that want to pray. Came to the world you created, trading your crown for a cross. You willingly died, your innocent life paid the cost. Counting your status as nothing. King of kings came to serve Washing my feet and covering me with your love 
truly our prayer take those things from our life that need to be removed Father God take it all if you need to but show us the thing that we've been doing right to hold on to so that we could truly become more and more like you Lord show us how to spend more time with you and less on the things that are destructive Father God reveal those things and then let us be strong enough to be obedient to what you show us. We thank you, Lord, and we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. We love you, church. Don't forget, there's a bunch of sign-ups out there. If you want to sign up for the conference, if you want to sign up, talk to our minister about youth camp. God bless you. Be dismissed.